Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on your hometown radio station, right there in cowboy country. (laughs) Amen. Madison and North Florida, South Georgia, we're glad that you have joined us today. We have a message of exhortation and instruction from the Word of God. Hallelujah. You know, I I don't know how many people uh, had to put together a bicycle or some other item for Christmas for their children and waited till they went to bed on Christmas Eve and uh, you know it takes more time to read the instructions uh, so you just jump into it with your pair of pliers and screwdriver and you end up uh, stuck somewhere where something isn't working out right and uh, then the adage comes into play of all else fails read the instructions amen and God's word is God's instructions to us how that we can live a life that represents a different kingdom than the kingdoms of this world in this very present evil wicked fallen world we can live for the Lord amen there is victory in Jesus we have an instruction manual praise God and we just want to read from God's instruction manual we're talking about in this third edition of this subject the upstream Christian in a downstream world. You know, that title itself is self-explanatory. Every Christian understands that in order to follow Jesus, you have to go against the grain, against the wind. And today we want to explore that a little bit further, and we pray you will open your heart as you open your ears to hear the Word of God out of Titus chapter 2 and verse 11 and uh, actually we're just going to read we're just going to read all the way down to verse 15 today to set the context for this teaching the upstream christian in a downstream world now if you're struggling uh, with your weak flesh if you're struggling with a culture that is so demanding of your time and so filled with temptations and distractions you're struggling with living for Jesus in this present world, this fallen world, uh, that struggle means that you have a new heart and a new will, and it is to follow Christ. And that, and that struggle is representative of your desire to follow the Lord. We want you to know that God will enter into that struggle with you and give you what you need to live for Him in spite of the pressures and temptations that are brought to bear today. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil make you feel guilty because you are tempted. Being tempted doesn't prove you are evil. It proves you are human. Praise God. And and blessed is the man, the scriptures declare, that endures temptation, not escapes it. Would that we would never be tempted, that we would arrive at some super sanctified state. Uh, there is no super sanctified state, but there certainly is a sanctified state. 
where we see ourselves as we are in Christ and we reckon ourselves to be dead uh, to that part of our life, amen, that pulls us toward the world instead of that part of us, that reborn, newborn, spiritual man that pulls us toward God, amen. Well, we want to talk about that today, and I want to declare up front, there's victory in Jesus. Don't ever let let the devil tell you, or anyone else for that matter, uh, that the devil may use to talk to you, uh, that there's no need to become a Christian because you couldn't possibly live the Christian life. Friend of mine, I want you to know that when you become a Christian and your sins are forgiven, God comes to abide within you. God comes to live within you. Christ comes to live within you. And the mighty Holy Spirit comes to live within you as well. And your body actually becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So listen, today we want to talk about living the life. Living the life. No one wants to live a lie. No one wants to, to be disingenuous and put on a front. Uh, and as they say in the modern language, uh, we don't need to be fronting. We need to be upfront with everyone and declare, I am weak, but he is strong. Amen. And because of his strength and his sufficient grace, I am living for the Lord. I am not sinlessly perfect, but I'm perfectly committed to following Christ. Hallelujah. Well, let's get in the Word today and let it get down on the inside of us, the upstream Christian in a downstream world. Titus chapter 2 and verse 11 begins like this, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust." We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Hallelujah. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Listen, that's what we're doing today. We're exhorting and rebuking that part of our life. Don't ever get discouraged because you see your own weaknesses, your own failures, and you begin to not trust any longer in your flesh to live out a commitment that your weak flesh isn't capable of. Remember when Jesus went into the garden and he asked Peter, and this is incredible to me, he asked Simon Peter, he said, you stay right here and pray. I must go a little further. Jesus wanted to be alone as he talked to God about what he was about to face. And he ended up uh, saying his soul was sorrowful unto death. He went. Uh, he sweat in the garden of Gethsemane, and 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 it became like great drops of blood. 
actually the stress that was on him during that time was so great that little capillaries just beneath the skin begin to begin to burst as they they blood flowed through them to feed the skin they begin to burst and sweat glands mingle with that blood a reddish brown liquid as great drops of blood was po- was coming out of the pores of Christ's skin he needed all of the grace of God and all of the support of those who would pray with him and for him because he took on flesh. And that's why the Bible said that we, we are assured that not only will he give us an acceptance when we come before the throne of grace, but he will give us mercy and grace to help because he himself was tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace. Jesus has been where you are today. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your inabilities. He knows why that we falter many times. And he says, I want you to come to me. I don't want you to run from me and hide from me like Adam did, but I want you to run to me. I will, I will, I will, I will open my heart. I will open my ears to your prayer. I will open my arms to you. So come unto me, you that labor and are heavy laden. And today we are invited to come to Christ for what we do not have in ourselves. And that's what grace is all about. It's his unmerited, undeserved favor because of his great love for you, his great love for me. Amen. And we talked about living soberly, living responsibly uh, uh, to to the Lord and, and living a, a life that is where there is a serious commitment to Christ, living righteously. <laughs> right wise with God, living pleasing to God, and, and in similarly living godly in this present world. Living a life that is different from the world around us because we have been brought into another kingdom. Praise God. And we have another king. Glory to his name. Looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. What an incentive for living righteously and godly and soberly in this present world. And in order to do that, we have further instructions in the book of Ephesians. I'm going to begin reading with chapter 5. And in my Bible, it says the ways of the believer. And here's what it says in Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. And that word follower literally means an imitator of God, an imitating what we see in him. You know, the Bible says further in the New Testament, as we behold as in a glass, literally mirrored to us in the scripture, in the word, as we behold as in a glass, his face, we are transformed into his image (laughs) from glory to glory, even by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. This mighty trans- 
transformation. It is a progressive work. But the more we see the character and nature of God through the life of Jesus Christ, and we begin to pattern our life after his model, (laughs) there's a transformation. We're renewed in the spirit of our mind when we begin that journey. And that's what the scripture said, I beseech you therefore. Romans says that. Paul to the church at Rome in this city of such debauchery and such wickedness where the where the the it was notorious for for its its the the riches and wealth and prosperity of that city had brought them into such sensual sins and he said I beseech you to the Christians there by the mercies of God hallelujah that you present your body a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto the Lord amen hallelujah that we would make a serious sincere commitment to follow Christ in this present world in this faulty body in this fallen world hallelujah and and he said further to to not let the world literally as it's translated press us into its mold be not conformed to the world you can just see clay uh, being formed and made into something uh, that someone else wants it to be and don't let the world press you into its mold but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind (laughs) that you might prove exemplify that good and perfect and acceptable will of God therefore be ye imitators of God be ye followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice unto God as a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Neither let filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather the giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be here's here's that separation, that departure point from the world that we once embraced and embraced us to follow a God who gave his son for us and a Christ who gave his life for us. Be ye not therefore partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as the children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit in all is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. That's what godliness is all about. It's living a life that God says that's the life. That's the new world that you are now in, the new kingdom. You have a new king, and now you are living diametrically different from the world about you. You have a new value system because you see a different kingdom, and you love a different king. 
You know, the Bible said before we were saved, we were of our father, the devil, and his works we would do. And every one of us that are Christian today, we all have a past, and I call it B.C., before Christ. And we, we, we were just like the world, and the world embraced us because we embraced the world. But now, the Bible said, if any man will live godly in Christ Jesus, he shall suffer persecution. And we shouldn't run from persecution. We should see it as a badge of honor. We should see it as, as a mark of our distinctiveness as children of God. Upstream, Christians, if you please, in a downstream world. You know, I know salvation is not of works, but when salvation occurs, we are exhorted to have works that begin to confirm that that mighty change of heart has occurred on the inside and it's working out now onto the outside. Fulfilling the scripture, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, with that sobriety. Be sober. Amen. Live righteously and godly in this present world. Be ye followers of God. You see, that's what a disciple is, as a follower of Jesus Christ who modeled God's very character. God is a spirit. We can't see him, but Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And that's why it said, be ye followers of God as dear children and walk in love even as Christ. Christ modeled God to us that we might model Christ, <laughs> hallelujah, who is God incarnate and to this world about us. Oh, they're going to see our weaknesses. They're going to see our flaws. But if they see our sincerity and our endeavor to follow the example of our teacher, our master, hallelujah, our sensei, as they, as they would say in the middle, in the eastern countries, in the scripture, a disciple doesn't just know what his master knows or has taught him. He is becoming who his master is, literally following his example. Be ye followers, imitators of God by following the Jesus model that he modeled to us. In other words, God, we see God as he would be if he took on flesh because he did in Jesus Christ. So the fruit or the product of the Holy Spirit is Christ's character reproduced in the Christian. His goodness, his kindness, his love, his joy, his peace, his meekness. Praise God. Amen. It's all a character of God and of Christ being reproduced in the life of a believer. And it is not talked about much today. And it needs to be talked about more because the world will never, ever, ever be able to be influenced like God wants it to be until Christians become light in this sin-darkened world. We are called the light of the world, God's luminaries, and we're told to put on the armor of light. Praise God. We are light in the Lord because we have been translated, the scripture said, out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom 
of God's dear Son. Satan's kingdom is a kingdom of darkness. And the Bible said this darkness is a gross darkness in the book of Isaiah. It said darkness covers the, the world and gross darkness covers the earth. And what is the, the, the command uh, and the challenge to God's covenant people? It said, Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee and shall be seen upon thee. And that's why grace is given us that we might be forgiven so that we might be translated out of this kingdom of darkness into this kingdom of light where the king of light shines forth. Amen. Brighter and brighter and brighter. All those that live godly in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. And and we should take that uh, as as Jesus said to take it, Amen. <laughs> Recognize that marvel not if the world system hate you, it hated me before it hated you. But when all men speak well of you, if you can get along with a world that is uh, is a uh, is 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 influenced by the prince of darkness, if you can get along and compromise uh, so that there's no persecution. If you try to embrace both of these kingdoms, it's like oil and water, light and darkness. And we are called the children of light. And therefore, we're called luminaries. We're called light bearers. Praise God. Amen. Within this world, literally, the light of the world. And no man lights a candle, Jesus said, and puts it under a bushel or, or shrouds that light, tries to cover up that light, but lifts it high that everyone can in the house can see. And we are called when we do that out of this commitment to follow Christ and model Christ, which is the only true way to follow Christ. Amen. We are called the, the, the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hid. You know, at sea, way out to sea, ships can't hear the bell in a lighthouse or the horn in a lighthouse. They depended on one thing, the light from the lighthouse. So it's not all that we are saying. It's what we are doing that is becoming such a powerful influence in this world for Jesus Christ. Someone said lighthouses don't clang bells. They don't honk horns. They just shine. Hallelujah. You remember the song, This Little Light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to tell you something. The light we have is no little light. That may be all right for a Sunday school class and Sunday school children and the pre-school age groups that don't comprehend what we should as mature Christians today. The light we have is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We're children of the light. The God who said, let there be light. Hallelujah. And there was light. Let there be a firmament and there was a firmament. Praise God. This God has come to indwell you and he's come to indwell me. Praise the Lord. So today we're challenged 
to walk in love as Jesus Christ did, for love is the fulfilling of the law, and to not let the world become that influence in us that causes us to put the light under a bushel. You know, the world can't put out the light. We would have to put it under the bushel. We would have to be <laughs> those secret agent Christians, you know, kind of, if you're old as me, you un- you remember when Clairol was advertised as the big hair color for the ladies. And someone said back in that day that there are too many Clairol Christians that only their hairdresser knows for sure. They're the only ones that know, are you really a brunette? Are you really a blonde? Or, or is this just, you're not truly what people are seeing. God wants us to be sincere. Above all, he wants us to be men and women of faith that can represent his kingdom and represent our commitment to our king, that Jesus is worth serving with everything that we are. And everything that we have, and it's not going to put us in a religious box where where we're we're joyless people. It's going to bring us a joy and a peace that this world envies, but they cannot imitate or emulate. There's no pill, there's no drug, there's no product that can be bought in the universe that can give the peace that Christ gives and the joy Hallelujah of knowing all our sins are forgiven and death will not hold us. No grave. I like that song. I'm from Kentucky. It was written by a Kentucky man years ago. Ain't no grave going to hold my body down. I've lived my three score and ten. I'm working on four score. But I could go home and, and I would have lived out what God said the median lifespan for a person is. Three score and ten is given to man, and by reason of strength, four score. But ultimately, it's appointed once to die, and after that, the judgment. And I'm so, there's a joy and a peace in knowing that I do not have to fear the judgment to come. I do not have to have the world's applause and allocades or acceptance. I don't want to live as an obnoxious Christian shaking my fist at every sinner because except for the grace of God, there go I. But I have been, and if you're a Christian today, you have been redeemed by the blood of of Jesus Christ. And that's why Paul said to the church at Rome, I beseech you, brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your body, which means the whole of your being, all that you are and all that you have. Your body is the container for your spirit and your soul. And he says, bring it all and present it to God in Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Literally, living, soberly, righteously, and godly, yes, in this present world. 
God, you knew you and I would be living in the end time. He knew you and I would be living in the perilous time. And I believe there is a special grace and a special anointing for those who are upstream Christians in this downstream world. And I believe there is victory to you today if you're a Christian and you still have a habit that is condemning you and conflicting with your walk with God. You want to follow Jesus, but you're finding that conflict and you know, recognize how weak your flesh is and mine today. Oh, the Holy Spirit. He's called the paraclete in the Greek and he's one called alongside to help. Praise God. You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He's available to you. He's available to me. He has been appointed to come into this fallen world, to come into this faulty body of ours <laughs> and help us to overcome and crucify the flesh that we might walk in the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit and led by the Spirit. Praise God. And today as we're getting ready to close this broadcast, one of the great lies of the enemy of our soul is you can't live the Christian life. It's reinforced with your recognition of your own weaknesses. It's reinforced by seeing Christians who are seemingly not living what we are professing and living for Jesus Christ today. And many times we're using those excuses for not even coming to Jesus. Friend of mine, there's a scripture, John's Gospel, and it says this, As many as received Him, just like you are, just like I was, to them gave He the power, to them gave He the power to become the sons of God. Today, come to Christ. He will come within you. And we can follow God as His dear children. Well, we love you. Come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. <laughs>